When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello Broncos fans and welcome to this week's episode of Broncos Weekly. As always, I'm Mitch. I'm joined online by our good friend Simo. How you doing, Simo? Yeah, I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Mate, I'm good. This is like the third time I've tried to start this. But <laughs> I'm good. We're going and uh, we're doing what we did at one of these last year. A bit of a, not a live watch long, a delayed watch along. But uh, yeah, we're going to watch the game, talk some shit, uh, do questions, watching the Broncos South game. We're going to kick off in a moment. But yeah, we thought we'd do something different again, eh, Simo? Basically, just wanting to half the amount of time we have to think about these guys, so we just put all our commitments in the same two-hour slot, and we're done. Yeah, that's it, mate. It's like, well, we didn't really have a night. I'd never night this week. I could podcast after doing Bronco Boom Rookie, so it was like, you can podcast during the game or not do a pod this week. So during the game, wins out. Yeah, yeah, I had a few stuff on too, and whatever, something different. Got to, got to keep it fresh. Yeah, you're back playing touch, huh? Yeah, Touch Footy started up two weeks ago, so we've got, a, I think, like a 12 nil and a 14-1 or 14-2 or something. I can't remember. <laughs> Lose track of it, but yeah, it's Mate. good fun to be playing footy again. Still still in the exact same situation, huh? Yeah. Still playing those bum teams and still no, getting those wins. Playing Masters now, so. Um, <laughs> Masters? What's, is that what you play? What's Masters? Old fellas? Yeah, I'm, I'm just old enough on the younger end of our team. And then most of the other guys are yeah, a few years older than me. So um, yeah. we fit in a master. And we were just getting sick of like B and C grade. There was only four teams in the comp, including us. So you'd, you're first in the same team every three weeks, whereas in masters, there's about 12 teams. So yeah, a couple of teams that are full of ex-Australian players that are ridiculously good. And obviously we'll never touch them, but a few, few teams that are about our level and then a few easy beats as well. So, and just, Always playing different people is nice. Yeah, mate. Well, so you've got to um, you've got to play. We're now playing Masters, so you have some games that you actually get touched up, huh? Well, we haven't yet, but next week we're okay. versus Buccaneers, which is like Gavin Shuker's in that team. If anybody like followed touch at all, they'll know who Gavin Shuker is. He played a lot for Australia. I think he was captain for a bit too. There you go. And, How old um, is he now? Oh, he's probably in his forties, I guess, or something. I don't know, but he. I don't know. It doesn't matter how old he is. He still makes you look stupid. Like, you watch him play and people just can't touch him. Yeah. It's just, um, and uh, it's not, how would I say? It's obviously still rise on athleticism touch does, but you don't actually have to be as much of an athlete to still be really good at it as some people think you have to be. If, if Yeah. If you know what you're doing, you can still be really good by just knowing what to do, not like just freak athletics. That's it, mate. Like, um, you know, you can, you can, I've had I've had some teams. We had the team I won a comp in a, few, uh, a couple of years ago. It was full of big fellas, 
But like, so teams thought we'd they'd come and run around us and whatever. But it did, like, it doesn't actually matter because everyone gets tired if you know what you're doing. So we got other teams tired easily. The big fellas did. Yeah, we have a couple of these um, Masters teams too. PJ Marsh and Reese West are playing a couple of them as well. So you see them around sometimes. God, Reese West, he's always somewhere different every couple of years. That's who he's kicking about. Central Queensland, where Reese West is now. Yeah. Dave Taylor's still around here too. You go down to Giddy yeah. Goat, you'll see him every now and then. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, how's your confidence <laughs> with this game, mate? Uh, well, I tip south, and I've decided I'm never tipping the Broncos again while Brodie Croft's playing. So that's kind of where we are with that. Yeah, I um, we need the win. <laughs> like I think we said this in the pod before. I was cheering us for us to lose, but now it's like we need to avoid the spoon. Yeah, we need a goddamn win, and the draw doesn't get much easier. And you know, I know Souths aren't easy beats, but they're a few players down. You know, they're um missing the great Jaden Sewer. You know, huge out. But um, they're also missing Ethan Lowe. They've got they've named um Liam Knight to start in the second row, but I'm guessing that means Cameron Murray is. We've got Fafita back, but yeah, once you see Brodie Croft there again, I'm like, oh yeah, we suck again. And Lodge is back too as well. But um, I'd I'd love to win. Which has been a rare, a rare emotion for me this year. Yeah, definitely. You just need to kick a game and a half clear of Bulldogs. That's it, mate. Like that's what we needed to get a game and a half ahead because um, they're actually playing all right footy now. The fucking Bulldogs. Yeah, they've just. Um, I think they're a bit similar to where they were, kind of like a year or two ago, where. They were playing half decent every game. They'd play for 80 minutes and they'd win some games off effort, whereas that seemed to tail off while Dean Pay was there and they were just kind of trash for a bit. Yeah. Um, but it seems like they're back to like, they're not going to beat themselves. You'll have to beat them. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, mate. Like, um, it's just, I don't know, it just worries me. Like, I want to, as you know, we I want to keep losing. But um, at some point, <laughs> you know, I don't at want some point you need to win a game. <laughs> yes, yeah, spoons, spoons. spoons last forever. So that's it, mate. Spoons last forever, and you know we. Can, I, I I don't want to be. You know, it's one of the good band of things of never having been a spoon team, and I don't want that taken from us just because I don't like Seabold. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's kick off. What about with Darius too? I've seen there's been heaps of stuff this last week about how he never should have been moved and how good he is and blah blah blah. And it's like, are people forgetting how he was playing fullback last year? Like, it's like I people, think so. I think people have seen how he played last week and are just they're like, yeah, that's not great. Like, that's not superstar levels, but that just must have been yeah. what he was the whole time. And it's like, no, he was so bad last year. Like. Uh, yeah, and they're um and they're going. People are like, see, oh, see, Darius always takes the right option. It's like, yeah, but he actually wasn't doing that last year either. <laughs> no. Oh man, this guy's good. No, fuck, we have to. I, I'm not ready for this. For Vita <laughs> actually being good again. Well, because all our fan base denied he was actually that good. So Broncos should sign him. Yeah, they should. But yeah, Brody being back here, and I know you know everyone with eyes who's watched the two play. Did in, in Croft, but when I when I watch watch them compared to each other this week, it's like the whole team is different to, with who's in the team out of Dearden and Croft. They're obviously both in this one, but like the whole team goes forward when Dearden did possession. It's totally different ballparks, hey, and so I just can't stomach watching Brody in our jersey anymore at all. One of the big differences too is um, 
I think it was Kenar that scored in the corner when Dearden got the ball and just spiraled like 30 metres to Milford, who then got yeah. on the outside. And it's like, if Croft is in that position, he just like settles and puts like a crossfield bomb up that doesn't go near anyone. Yeah, there's a couple of times I was looking to try and find a comparable pass, but he hadn't landed one. A couple of times he'd thrown a pass like that, but it was like two steps, and then he did the end over end pass. Oh, and it just like Reynolds. yeah. So Reynolds, so Milford has to like jump to catch it, and then he just puts a kick in. It's yeah. like oh yeah, very close. Uh, yeah, <coughs> but it's those little things, hey. Like if someone watches those two guys compared to each other, all those people who defended Brody Croft, you just simply don't understand a halfback's job in rugby league, which is more than look like you're trying hard. Yeah, I mean, as we've said a lot before too, only bad players get the trying hard yeah. talk. Like, if you're a good player, yeah. you don't need to fall back on that because it's like, look at the stuff that he's actually doing. That's 100% it. But he just plays so far from the line, old Brody does. Even his little wraparounds, like, are just so far away. So, he sucks. I think we actually have a question about Brody Croft from Amanda Long on Facebook. How many minutes into the game before you say bad words, Brody Croft? <laughs> God, well, he hasn't even touched the ball yet. No. So it's three minutes. No, like, I feel like I say this so often, it's lost all meaning. Like, every year I seem to have a new Bronco I can't stand. And last year it was Shibasaki, but Brody is up there with my least favorite Broncos of all time, that's for sure. I mean, if you had the option to take five years of Croft or five years of Miranda, I know you'd be taking Miranda every time. Like, as bad as he was, there's only so much damage you can do out on the wing. That's it, mate. We were still like, I know he had some embarrassing games, but we were still a good football team despite him. Like he was in that 2015 team for half the season, you know, and we got away with it, but you can't get away with Brody at seven. And God, that, that from Stags, by the way, like, like, uh, I hate being the Stags guy, but I am the Stags guy who says those are the dumb, selfish things you just always, you need to get out of his game, running down the blind and getting dragged in the touch on fourth tackle. Croft wouldn't have had a better option anyway, so. Yeah, very true. Oh, God. Get him, Pangoy. So is Cam Murray in the middle? Is Liam Knight actually on the edge? Ah, uh, six again. Well, Mary Murray's on the right edge now. He's left edge at the start of the year. Yeah, okay. Murray's on the right edge, Knight in the middle, and uh, Bailey Siren in left edge. God. Just got a tweet from uh, Gavin Bannerman. Says Kavita is on tonight. Kavita's never off. You're <laughs> tweeting the wrong person. Uh, uh, thank you for the early kick, Reynolds. Oh, oh! I thought Darius didn't ground that for a sec. <laughs> I was so worried. <laughs> Mate, why was he ever moved from fullback? He's just so calm. <laughs> no one else in the game is able to just jog over like that and ground the football. That's it, mate. I can tell you one thing that is definitely evident going back to fullback, and it was and it's obvious just right then and last week. He actually he's actually trying, like as in trying to make the team play better. Like he's communicating there now. The last like when he was at centre, he was just playing for Darius. Yeah, but I think also talking about what we said about Darius before, I don't think he was trying that hard last year. No, he wasn't. 
See, no. I, 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 I 100% agree with you, mate. I mean, it was obvious when any time a break was made, they wouldn't even have to draw and pass. They'd just dummy and he'd, or he'd fall over himself. Or, like, if a break was made, a try was scored. Yep. 100%, mate. Like, I, I don't know what the revisionist history on people forgetting how bad he was last year. And he was good last week and potentially learning at centre. Or, sorry, getting moved to centre has punished you and made him try harder at fullback. But, like, again, we... we you know that stuff might just happen again this game or next week. Don't crow over one game where we played okay. Like Darius is back at fullback. And also, it was like the Newtown Jets side and Sean Johnson. Like, yeah, it wasn't a high-quality <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he was – oh, God. Adam Reynolds is having a stinker, eh? He never seems to actually play very well against us. Yeah, I'm okay with it. And so am I. Mainly because like, obviously I like giving Bungard shit that Reynolds isn't that good and it doesn't help that he's never had a good game in his life against the Broncos. We had um just speaking about like us playing South. I'll see if I can find it. I've read through some of these questions, so like I know where some of them are, but Yeah. Um Here you go, this one's from Corey Gates. He said, What's Stennis Lav up to these days? He must have thought Corey Oates is retired. Given he's not beating down on South anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't know that joke, we used to talk about the guy. If there was a, um, if there was it Poland or some shit, we used to joke that if there was a, a fan of um, the South who watched from you know Poland and only caught caught South games every week, they would think Corey Oates is the best player in the world because every time he played South, he used to demolish them. What's he doing now? He must think Corey Oates has moved on to better things, mate. <laughs> oh, it's a panel there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at some of Darius's numbers last year, and it's like you know, at fullback, a game with like 55 meters, a game, a few games with 70 meters. Like as we all know, they're embarrassing, but like multiple games with seven runs or less at fullback, it's like you have to be avoiding the ball to to do that much, do that little. Yeah. And as we all know, there was like, what did he have? He had four try assists all season at fullback last year. The same amount he had last week. So, yeah, not, not the same player. Sh- oh, shut up, Mick Ennis. I expect uh, the Broncos and Brodie Croft to hack down that left edge early. <laughs> well, that is one of the two options. Yeah. And it's just going to roast our mate Wally from earlier saying, this is a good side, but if we remove like seven of the players yeah. in our Broncos DM. Yeah. If we take out all the bad players that we don't like, this side's pretty good. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this is our best side if we take out these four or five players. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. Mate, yeah, if we also brought back Justin Hodges and Corey Parker in their prime, still in a bit of a lockyer. It would be our best side. <laughs> Alfie for good measure. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, how about Alfie and Wayne? For, like, I know it's it's not on purpose for this game, but I've had people DM me with me conspiracy that like Wayne got himself suspended from this game on purpose is to show rub it in Dimitri. Sorry, Seabolt's face at Dimitri can beat him. I was like, no, you've just given too much credit. Like people love crediting Wayne. I like crediting Wayne. It was just an old man dumb mistake. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, I don't like that. And then the other conspiracy, Alfie also took the night off <laughs> on purpose. I mean, Wayne's so old, he probably, like, forgot there was even a global pandemic on and just, like, went out to get some pasta or whatever. Like, That's it. 
the funny thing is, mate, he went to, so the restaurant he went to in Leichhardt, Grappa, there's it's 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 people rate it. I don't think it's that good. As you know, I used to live in Leichhardt for four or five years, but it's on like it's on the freeway. Like you can see into it from the freeway, big big windows. It's like he went to the worst one to go to if you're gonna be like sus. Go to the one people like a million cars drive past in in the hour you're there. Smart move. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I couldn't believe what I was like. Wait, he went to that one, you know, the one if because it also has a set of lights in front of it, so it's on a, a motorway. But this is the city West Link it's on. But there's a set of lights right in front of it, so cars stop and people look in there. <laughs> it's like you're an idiot. He probably got spotted by someone like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, just I think people people try to put too much into conspiracy theories when there's just people do stupid things. That's it. People are dumb. Like I like a good conspiracy. You like a good conspiracy, but Wayne just did a dumb old man thing. I'm not a conspiracy guy. I'm a history guy. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, I was going to say though, I was also having a chat the other day. People thinking like, asking me when would Wayne retire? It's like he's never retiring. Okay, he will die. He'll die in 2041, and he's fourth at the Broncos in the coach's box. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only yeah. fitting way for him to leave this club, by the way. Dead in the box. Because, like, like, think about it. Like, I, I, it's one of those things. People always just assume people, everyone should retire when they're old. But, like, you think about Wayne's life. Like, his kids are growing up. He's, he's, only got, he's got his one partner. But he's already still willing to move around the whole country and, and also coach internationally for stay in league. He hasn't got anything to do every day if rugby league goes away. He's never retiring. No, I mean, even if there's 16 NRL gigs are taken up, he'll go coach Q Couple. He'll, like, stay in the game somewhere. Like, you only stop coaching, like I said, if the, if he gets stops getting jobs. Like, Tim, you know, it's kind of like he's not at the level that Tim Sheens is at, but Tim Sheens just ne- could never move on either. And Sheens has been what? He's was the whole KR coach the last three years. He's now Widner's Vikings coach. But he went on to England and did, like, you know, director of football, director of coaching roles, whatever, just to stay around. And Wayne will do the same thing. He's never going anywhere. I have heard he's apparently reaching out to clubs, but he'll, you know, as he always does, he always denies that stuff. But I might die if he gets that Cowboys gig. Yeah, I would. I, I wouldn't be a fan. I mean, also then again, I also like I like Wayne still, but I do. I do think he's a not finished, but he's obviously not the great coach he once was. Maybe it won't be the biggest threat up there, but still, I don't want to. I don't want to face him twice a year and have that bloody. And one time a year, he smiles when he beats the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have liked for him to get one more win. Mm. Yeah, not not at the Cowboys though, eh? <laughs> no, I'd prefer the Titans than the Cowboys. Yeah, but I was just thinking, yeah, next year for feeders at the Titans, Wayne's at the Cowboys, like just end me. We've got we've got Kevy Walters. <laughs> I'm going to be one of those fans that just supports any Queensland side. <laughs> you can get one of those three cut jerseys, yeah, yeah. like the tri jersey. The tri jersey, yeah. I still remember seeing at the grand final 2015 someone with the half and half, and I wanted to murder them. Uh, I think the worst half and half I saw was was that one of the double headers you and I went to. I think it was Manly and Titans. Yes, that was that doubleheader we went to. And it's like, did you make that jersey just for this game? Oh, that's terrible. Oh, there you go. How do you just let the centre get on the outside of you? Yep, that's that's the thing that happened. Gee. 
So, well, Frankie was on a an anytime try scorer bet. Gago was $3 somehow. But there you go. Wow, they're very narrow. Speaking of things as bad as that half and half jersey, is that defense? Yeah. Oh, my God. They're all in narrow hay. Like, it's deered in for feeder and stags. And then Coach is like, Coach is three guys. <laughs> it gets out no, there. There wasn't anything special there. They just put the ball through the hands and then Gagai's on yeah. the outside of the wing. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So they're saying, yeah, Ennis is calling it a beautifully executed set piece. It's like, there was nothing. Was it though? That. It was just pass left. Yeah, it was. And it was just slow. God, fuck off, Gagai. Um, from, from on Facebook from Arso, he said, "Which old player could we bring back to turn the tide in this match?" Don't say Lockyer. <laughs> if you could have prime one player to help win this game. Now, I didn't know Ben Hornby worked at the South. By the way, he's just in the South box there. I should know that. Okay, one player to bring back to turn this match. Can I just choose Sean Berrigan and he can just plug whatever hole we need? <laughs> well, the hole's going to be kicking Brady Croft out. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I was like, actually, no, not, not Berrigan. Alfie. Yeah, but even then, I'm trying to think, like, is, is Alfie really... Yeah, he's much better than did, uh, obviously. Well, then, it's, not, sorry. it's not just the player. Two Alfies. It's not just the player you're bringing in. You've got to consider who you're yeah. kicking out for that player. So I think... Anyone in for Croft is the biggest discrepancy there. Yeah, two Alfies, mate. Deard and and Alfie. Yeah. <laughs> One's a short, bald man. The other's like much taller, blonde, and they're apparently the same person. Yeah. Oh. We know how good Alfie comebacks always work out, so that's the one. Yeah, I think I'm also trying to think, though, like, do I want ta- Gordy? Even though, like, you know, what Gordy is now, he annoys me because it's like, Angry man who would just yell at all the players like I want them want them to be yelled at. <laughs> Could you imagine like this side trying to put up with like Gordy would not take their weak millennial BS from the yeah. guys. <laughs> well, it's like you throw like Gordy and like Brad Thorne in this team, they would absolutely hate the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, back in my day. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think the answer is Alfie, though. If we can't say Lockie, it's Alfie to replace Croft. I think you're right on that. And I was trying to think, like, they really, like, we've said this before, for a club that was good for 30 years, it's really, we had, like, two great halves. And I don't count Kevy as one of the greats. Ah, that Pangai. That's there soft. goes Pangai. Yeah, I'll see you, in, see you in a month, champ, but this isn't bad. Yeah. That's fine. What the fuck? He went down with him in everything, pretty much as he kicked. That's soft. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing in that. I don't even think he saw it. I think he just looked back, and Reynolds was on the floor, and it was Pangai. Yeah, that that was one of the, that was a penalty because he's defeated Pangai. That is absolutely nothing in that. That is, as you said, can we challenge that? I think we can challenge that. Probably can't because it's like I don't know. It, de- it depends on the discretion if you're giving that penalty or not. 
And as you as you know, I should know the bloody. Um, oh, there's Darius. See, this is it. By the way, this is why Darius can get fucked because he wasn't. He's now talking like a leader, and he was behind the post the last try. He didn't give a shit when he was at centre. Oh, is it Brody's been penalised? If Brody has, that's well, still soft, but it's more fair enough than yeah. paying guys. Yeah, looks like it was that. Maybe I don't know. Let me ch- let's see what, what the official penalty is. No, it's on. It's on Brody Croft. Oh, was it? Yeah, it's Brody Croft. I've just checked NRL.com. Get the like, the referee mic. They've penalised Croft. Okay, on the video, as soon as Pangai hit him, the referee yeah. looking back at it and like stuck his hand up in the air. So yeah, odd. Uh, Jaden asks, "What's the best footy food?" The best footy food. So we're talking at the footy. I mean, at the footy, it's or at home, uh, Suncorp. Yeah. I mean, most of the standard stadium food in Australia is goddamn garbage. Like, it still amazes me like how our food at Sandy is still like it was in the 90s. Like, we've seen globalization. We've seen everyone else's stadium food, and we still just serve, like, those old hot dogs, those old those chips. frozen... Yeah, old chips, those frozen beef burgers. Yeah, yeah. Some 4 yeah, and then pies. Yeah, four and twenty pies, and then like Cornettos and Magnums—they're good. Oh, they have sushi sometimes down too. Disgusting stadium sushi, but that's like it. We never evolved into like actually having, you know, that signature stadium dish at that stadium and all that kind of stuff like American stadiums have. So I do think the best shout is like as you said, a Red Rooster at at SunCorp, or like a uh, is it like a Porto at, at the SFS? But essentially, the half decent fast food chain that's at the stadium is the best shout. Hey. Yeah, that's my usual go-to. I'll usually just get food outside. Like, there's heaps of food options just outside Suncorp, so that's where I go to normally. Yeah. As for at home, do you have a footy food favourite at home? I mean, if you're at home making proper meat pies, that's probably the go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's Darius oh, running away from the again. Oh. God, Stag's got there somehow. Don't, Darius. Yeah. Yep, that was the five on shit. two overlap. Good work. Are we going to set restart somehow? Okay, <laughs> on the last tackle. How do you get a set restart on the last tackle? Like, as in when he's getting tackled at the end. There's no play the ball to come. There's no ruck to infringe on. Whatever. Yeah, that's an odd one. There we go. We'll have that on your Herbie. Um, but yeah, if I'm having food at home, Emily makes some great like homemade steak pies. So that's they're always a good winner, mate. Homemade steak pies. And how about good? How good's that from Dearden, by the way? That, I love his huge dummy, giant dummy. So what's happened? Here? So where's the infringement? So where's the ruck infringement? There we go. Who is a ruck infringement on? What a bizarre decision that is. 
I, I am finding it funny. Um, Seabold used to try and act calm, as you know, in the boxes. You, you can see it's a man, like, every single point matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what are you saying? So steak pie. Mrs. makes good steak pies, huh? Yeah, just homemade steak and then, like, cheese and cheese and those too. It's good stuff. Yeah, mate. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty envious of that then. Like, for me, it's like... I like making a homemade smash burger or yeah. um, a homemade smash burger. Or again, the real cop out is really good, a good pizza is the other cop out. We um we had homemade pizza. We've been putting this on it a few times lately, but obviously like we make a few different ones. One of them's a ch- like a chicken meat one and then putting like chunks of proper cream cheese on it. Oh man, that's, yeah. that stuff's good. Yeah, exactly, mate. Like, oh envious um from mr underscore s triple eight he said if south lose tonight to this broncos team they should be kicked out of the comp again look i'm always pro kicking south out (laughs) i think we should do it no matter what but yeah (laughs) yeah i'm pro kicking south out don't don't you deny me that like get rid of them we should take uh, a, a poll on the daily telegraph see what people want (laughs) <laughs> that is generally how any good decision is made in this game. I'm sure Gus would be pro kicking Souths out, so. <laughs> well, good old Gus. Mate. Well, he's going to be running the Warriors and the NRL at the same time from here, so that's an impressive effort. Look forward to him fixing the refs in three minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, I've been confused by the refs watching this without the ref audio, so who knows? Do you not have any game audio? No, I do have it on, but it's like very low and um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's not as clear when I can talk, when I'm talking to you. Um. Right, from here from Pythago NRL, he said, after last week, I don't think this team is capable of winning. How many years of winless seasons before the organization just gives up? I wonder how many win- winless seasons would it take for us to not be considered, you know, the Brisbane Broncos. Broncos and Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd have to, like, it's not going to be one. Like, if you went through a season without one win, yeah, like... Yeah, you're the you're laughing stock of the, the league. But then if you got just all hypothetically, obviously, say then the club signed Craig Bellamy for the next season, you're, you're still the Broncos at that point. You know what I mean? Like you'd still yeah. be able to sign whoever you wanted. Yeah. But uh, how long do we have for that? Yeah, like, years, uh, at some years. point, at some point, you have to lose enough games that then you've got to pay overs for someone like for feeder to help build your club, or you know, Ponga to get players to want to move there. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, like I think we well, we, we just overplay players to stay in the first place now, anyway. But yeah, I don't know. Winless seasons, so we we what the club gives up, they'll never give up, mate. Remember, they're the best club in the world. The people that work there, I think they are.
go. Fafita. I kind of don't want him to do anything good for the rest of the year. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's still exciting to watch, so I want that, but... Yeah, good option. Hmm. How good? I'm just thinking you need to come up for one of those steak pies your missus makes now. I'm thinking, but bloody borders, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, when they open, you know, feel free to come for a trip. Yeah. Um, for the obviously no one listening knows, but we had originally planned for me to have a Bucks party next weekend. You know, me and my missus won't be married for a while now um, because of the borders. The borders being closed internationally, even though she's in Australia now, means she can't get her partner visa granted. And we need that. Like we're getting, we're doing like a marriage visa, so we get ma- a prospective marriage visa. We can get married after that's granted. Anyway, we planned to have a bucks next week, and we were still going to go ahead with it. And the bloody Victorians ruined it for all of us. Like it was like the day after you booked your flights. Hey, it was like twelve hours. You fit. You finally finalised your flights, and then bang, borders were closed. Yeah, well, I put in because I had a flight credit for Magic Round, so I put in for when I wanted them, and took about a month to get back to me. And then I sat there for two days on them and then I was like, yep, yeah, this is all going to happen. So I paid for it. And then like yeah. the next day it was like, oh, borders closed. At least they gave you what the tickets till 2022, didn't they? Yeah, I've got an, an, another flight credit now for it. It like adds an extra year on to the end of it. I had till the end of 21. I think now I've got till the end of 22 to use the, that flight, the second flight credit. Yeah, um... It's like my first flight credit from Magic Round. They gave us like five months. <laughs> it's like I haven't extended them yet, but um, Jetstar doesn't, you know, who knows. But obviously no one's using those things within five months. They kind of undershot the uh, the expectation of, of uh, coronavirus, didn't we? Yeah, well, I'm like no one's flying anywhere at the moment, so. Yeah. I was having, I had a meeting with NRL this week actually, you know, telling me about like their, you know, they talk to pandemic experts like twice a week. They, they truly had believed that the pandemic would be wiped out of Australia by August. It was going so well. And then, yes, the Victorian security Thanks, guards Melbourne. decided to fuck people at the hotels. And then, <laughs> and literally, after all of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't, um, I didn't really care when it was just Victoria <laughs> again. I was like, well, "Fuck it, lock no, me in." I was like, "Close but, the borders, don't let them out." But unfortunately, we didn't. No one reacted with that. My state didn't react to that fast enough down here. Well, I didn't react to it, and uh, here we are. Class stuck with it. You stuck up there, and then oh, and the other thing I wanted to do again. It was like I have other flight ticket credits. So me and the missus were like, "Well, we can spend a week in Queensland after the season finishes." Maybe that could still happen, but I'm. Who knows, you know, when they open the borders up again. It's like killing us. It's like, I've got those flight tickets to use. I was like, why not? You know, we can't travel anywhere else, but she can come to Queensland and see, you know, wh- where I'm from and all that kind of stuff. And maybe not this time. I mean, yeah, you, 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 Australia's big enough. You could get some good holidays within the country without having to go to Bali for most people. Yeah. You know, like there'll be some decent places around if you want a holiday. So, yeah. I was chatting to a couple of people the other day about it. Because we were like, well, we'll just keep our borders closed. So I was talking to Hoops and someone else. I was like, we should just do a trip to the Cape, get get the Forbies out, 
Yeah. Put a fridge in the back and go up to the Cape. So <laughs> that, well, we've put a tentative date out for it like a, a long way ahead, but we'll see. That could, that could be fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Well, mate, well, at this rate, I'm going to have about seven bucks parties. I'm, I'm planning. That could be I'll, one of them. I'll try to make one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had my my mate Edwin. So they still did like they did like the coastal trip last week. Gave me like three of the three of the boys. I was very jealous. They just drove up the coast. Like it's still it's still legal right now. So yeah, I was very oh. jealous of them. Um, oh. Liam again is asking what we're drinking. He said, "If it's not discussed, what are you drinking?" Mate, well, I um, I have a Pepsi Max and a water. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any beers left, and I and I didn't really want to drink wine. I have some, I have some like really gross old ciders in the fridge downstairs. Don't know about it. I mean, they're like Audi ciders from like a year ago. Someone left here. Yeah, probably probably not good wine too. Like smart to not get on that because by halftime you wouldn't know what you were doing. But I've yeah. got some Southwest sours from Colonial Southwest- Brewing. Oh, I know. I think I know those things. Those are really good, aren't they? Let me let me yeah, Google it. If I, yeah, they're my go-to at the moment. Yeah, so things are awesome. Mrs. loves those too. She likes to sour beer. I um last time we did this, I remember I I was like, "How am I going to get through an hour and a half of this?" So I like had a six pack here on my desk and cracked them all open before we started recording. And then by the end, obviously, you got warm beers. So this time, I've got you probably heard it two minutes ago, but I've got an esky full of ice and all my beers in the esky right beside my chair. Yeah. So that's what we're going at the moment. <laughs> that's good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm envious. Oh, so I'm just like, I had, because oh, I'm back at my mum's looking after my mum for, I don't want to go over the, the health reasons she's got at the moment, but I'm um, looking after her. And I, last weekend, in my desperation, once I ran out of beers, I was drinking Kahlua. Oh, <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> like, it was tasty, but it's like, man, you can probably drink like two bottles of that, three bottles and be fine. Yeah. That I made, the other day, I um. Oh, no, there we go. Yeah, he's offside. Um, but yeah, the other week I felt like some. I didn't have a holly, but I'm so I ended up making white Russians. But without Kahlua, I put Frangelica, Frangelica, uh, yeah, Frangelico in. Yeah. Um, and oh man, it was good. Do like a white Russian. Do like one because at least it's got at least it's a bit harder. Um, I was gonna say, but I did. She had the other thing she had, she had Kahlua, Midori, which I'm not a fan of, and then she had Shambord. I don't mind Shambord, but I had no mixes, so it was like, which one of these am I drinking straight? I had I had like a, the end of a milk, <laughs> so the first one was Kahlua and a bit of milk, and then it was just Kahlua on ice after that. Um, I should know this rule, but can you run someone on side? Uh, isn't uh, why do I not know this too? You can, can't you? But like, is it not something about the distance downfield? We both should know this because I think he, I think he ends up in front of Reynolds. There, does he kicks? He's definitely offside. He I can mean, run him on, but there you go. They claim you put him on side. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah. <sighs> well, we got a break here. I got a more yeah. deep question here from Miss Unscore S Triple Eight. Oh no. Um, no, not deep, but just like more to it. Um, Doyle, do you know win loss records for Demetrio and Seabold respectively in reserve grade competitions? If so, would not. Would love to hear how amazing Seabold's record is to justify his appointment as coach. Yes, I know it's terrible. Just want to hear it again. Yeah, I, mate, I, I do have that. I wish I, I wish I prepared. I could probably find it, but I want to sit on my computer looking for it for about 10 minutes now. I do have that. I have that, and I have, like, their records overall at the lower tier levels. And they, they've pretty much coached in all the same competitions. But Seabold was just, like, a year or two earlier and got his first grade show, head coach job earlier. But essentially, like, Dimitri pretty much won every competition they were in. Seabold didn't make the finals in, like, any of them. <laughs> and then Seabold is a first grade coach. And even his assistant's career has not been good. He was an assistant at, at Trent Barrett's Manly. And then the year before he took Maguire's job, South weren't good either. He hasn't got a, uh, a flourishing track record. But he, as we all know, he talks different. And he sold that bullshit story that worked. And he got the shot to more Dimitri up at Brisbane because, like, you know, Dimitri was Wayne's guy. Um, I also have done no research for this question, but he said, give us your best and worst 13 sign during White's tenure, which is just, I think, way too complex for this. Might have to save that one for next episode. The last 10 years, pretty much. Yeah, we could probably we could do that, though. Like, again, if we start researching right now, we're going to end up not talking. And yeah, I might, I might save that one for next episode. But, yeah, there's some signings very early on. Like, when we, if you've been back and watched some of those... Um, those old Broncos games when it's like this, it's a pretty good back line, but some of the, the like the front the the front row and forwards outside the back row is terrible. Yeah, like um, like who be uh, was it? Uh, we signed. What was it? Actually, no. We his tenure didn't start at the end of twenty ten, did it? Yeah, because he. Um, moved on Henjack straight yeah, away. Because the start of 2010 is like bringing back Den and Kemp, who obviously I was a fan of, but that was nothing. Scott Anderson from the Storm, meh. Tim Smith from Wigan Warriors before he went to Cronulla. Shane Tronk and Ben Hannant. And Hannant, like, his second stint at Brisbane was not great. So, But that, that year, you can't really blame him. That's not him. But the year after is... Um, well, maybe Hannant was the year after. Anyway, the year after is when he signed Dane Carlaw. <laughs> that was it. Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and we lost um, Falau and the Sims brothers and Dylan Kemp again and uh, Winnerstein to the Cowboys and Lungi Sentu, Lungi Sentu to a uh, Mormon mission. It's uh, very balanced in and out there. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've done this before and I'm looking at it now year by year. The next year, the gains again are Luke Capewell from the Titans and old Petro. That's it. I mean, when, <laughs> when you have the opportunity to get Luke Capewell, you you can't pass on that. Yeah, and that's also the year they punted uh, Gagai. Yeah but, yeah, but yeah, this is, again, this is the, the stint. We've been at this before, mate, like without Wayne <coughs> this last decade. And again, the year after, Jake Granville, that's okay signing, but Scott Prince at the age he was at, David Stagg and Lama Tarsi. Oh, I remember Lama Tarsi. Yeah. My God. 
And then 2014, Ben Barber. Hey, that was actually, we thought it was an amazing signing, but obviously didn't work out that way. Marmon Barber, Martin Kennedy, Todd Lowry. Vito had a good year. Stuart Mills from the Sharks. Zach Strasser, whose mum pissed in the stands. <laughs> and Darren Nichols, who ended up playing, um, as you know, playing for the Ipswich Jets. Like that, and then Wayne joins. Like, he's... The signings when Wayne hasn't been here, the people they brought into this club have been fucking terrible. I'm not trying to say Wayne has done everything ever, but it's quite clearly because the coaches have like Vito saying he must have vetoed some terrible signings when he was at Brisbane. Like, and as we all know, last year's signings, like being like bloody Brody Croft and uh, Jesse Arthur's. Just, yeah, really superstar stuff. Oh, and Jordan Coe came back. <laughs> but I feel like we could make a pretty a pretty shithouse forward pack out of the signings of, um, of uh, Peter, Paul White's tenure. Did you, um, did you believe in Martin Kennedy? Um... He was more in the era where I didn't really care about the Broncos as much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Martin Kennedy for me was like, I had not seen it as he's seen him be that good at the Roosters, if you get me. I would not seen the apparent, you know, budding superstar. But I was like 23 at the time, 22, 23, and still kind of listened to others' opinions more. And I just, you know, just heard so much. I just heard it's such a good signing. I just thought, well, this, if everyone's saying it's an amazing signing, like, it must be. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he was 18th man in origin in, in uh, 2013. Good on him. From Eddie NZ, give me a starting Broncos 2023 side. <laughs> That's a poor white question. Yeah. I'm trying to th- like. I mean, do does he seriously want that? Oh my that is, god! That's oh that my god! So Did Mark Nichols just do that? Oh man, <laughs> that is so bad! Oh my god! <laughs> oh. oh my god! I can't believe Wayne Bennett's going to actually finally beat one of his former sides. Oh my god, did he just step Turpin? Damn. You see how, how stoked Mike Nichols is? Because he just. He was. He didn't see it coming. He was. Oh my god. Well, you're so bad in Sydney. It's truly amazing. Like four Josh Kings were defending there. Yeah.
There we go. There's a take from me. I just tweeted out like, I truly like Seabold's Broncos are awful, but I truly believe Seabold's Broncos in Sydney are the worst team of the last twenty years. Yo, I mean, at the end of this year, we'd be able to put a full season together of Broncos games in Sydney and then see how they compare. If you've forgotten people, last year in the SCG in round four, 36-4 to four against the Roosters. And then later we had 38-6 to six against South Sydney in round eight. And then Parramatta beat us 38-10 to 10 in round 14. Newcastle beat us in round 15. Not really Sydney, but 26-12. to 12. And then I think the ANZ again, the second last game of the year, was Canterbury beating us 30-4. to 4. And then the final, as we all know, 58-0. So that's all that. That's all Sydney. And then this year, the 20-18 to 18 at Central Coast, 27-6. to 6, That was to Manly. So Newcastle in round six. The 26-16, the Warriors in central, at the Central Coast, 48-0 at Leichhardt. He has not won a fucking game <laughs> in, in or near Sydney with us. That was a drop ball, by the way. It was. I have no idea what it was called, but just put the ball on someone's chest. Man. My God. Oh my god! Have we got the penalty? Are we sure that was a penalty? I'll take it, but my god! I... What did he say? He's disallowing him a fair catch. Yes. I don't think it's a penalty. I don't. Think, I think the ball was just swirling around and then dropped back more. Like it didn't go as far as he thought it would. Yeah, but I just don't think. You know, I don't like hammering referees. I just don't think old mate's a very good referee on his own, Graham Atkins. I think it's showing a lot of the referees aren't as good as they were in a team. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Some of the referees are still fine, but a few of them. And you definitely, to me, get that feeling when a referee loses a game. Yeah, that you just, they just lose control of it and just like they're just along for the ride kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, yes, another set restart. I'd just start kicking field goals every time we get in there off the field. It's the only way we catch them. I'm just happy we scored a try, Simo. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, Yeah, go on, Brody. Get par four before the line. On you, Brody. Fucking coward. Fuck off, Brody Croft. (laughs) <laughs> oh man this side is bad like what the fuck's he doing defensive line was too close to him he wasn't comfortable he literally like, was, he looks like he screams in panic and the ball hits his hands oh my god Looks scared. What a shit team. Micah crap the Kalura out again, mate. <laughs> Pull the misery away.
God. Um, oh, this one's good here from James K underscore thirteen twelve. He said, "God, how shit was that set?" And then in brackets, insert statement as needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, I, I miss I miss Darius falling over on that Reynolds try because I was so focused on the the the, the um, offside. offside. Yeah, there he is, our guy Dards, back to his old tricks. Um. From Mr. Unscore Astro Blade again. <coughs> it needs to change his ad. There's too many syllables to say when he tweets in 13 times. But I know that 2020 has been a horrible year, but Swerving Brown as coach has to be a massive highlight. Does it? I don't think it was ever a chance to coach us, hey. Who's his manager? Um, who's his manager? Not um Not Moses. Not Moses. So that, that knocks <laughs> yeah, it wasn't gonna happen then, was it? No. <laughs> God, here we go. First off, highlights. Miss me. They're not highlights. First half things that happened. It's the uh, first. It's like the first of a long time, mate. I feel like the players, and I just want the off season. Yeah. And I hate that it made me feel like that. But, oh, like, yeah, just give me the off season. I think it. I don't think they would have been like that, though. Like. In a perfect world, if you could keep Milford and Dearden as the halves for the rest of the half year, yeah. like they seemed to have a crack last week, they did. And I think, yeah, you, I think that would have point. stayed on if if you could keep those guys together. But it's like when Croft's in, and like I don't think it's that everyone just thinks if Croft's playing, we're all going to lose. But I just think it's it's hard work when he's there and the way he's playing, and then you get behind and then they just give up at that point. Yeah. And they, and they do, they do, they pack it in, they pack it. They, they're like, I was speaking to Campo this week about them and, and he said, like, you know, I think he pretty much nailed it. He, you know, he said there are 20, when, when they always, they play like an under twenties team, they do. But when Dearden plays, they score like an under twenties team too, Dearden and Milford. Whereas like, Without without Dearden in there, it's just we could lose by forty without the points with Croft there. <sighs> oh well. Um, King Wally thinks that Croft sucks. Um, Thanks, King Wally. <laughs> Jim Walker underscore. How many starters would the Broncos have to would have on the largest regression team? I think the biggest sign of terrible coaching, even the young star players have shown limited growth. Nailed it, mate. I love it. I love it. Like that's exactly it. Like the I always hate the excuses made for, for old mate Seebs about oh everyone's playing shit or whatever. It's like none of these guys we thought were well, there was shit in previous years. I mean, if you did a regression thirteen for this season, I think every Bronco except like for Feeder, Haas Turpin, Dearden. I think like pretty much everyone else, probably Stags as well. I think everyone else would be in serious contention for it. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Like, like, like there's got to be worse worse centers out there than than Stags, and you know Turpin yeah. would be fine. Dearden's fine. 
for feeder and in half but, but, yeah. but everyone else is like seriously average now yeah like you're looking at uh oats boyd uh milford <sighs> well croft's not off offhand garway Croft didn't regress, but he's in the worst players in the comp. He's he's in like if you had a most consistent thirteen that never changed, he's in yeah. that side. Asako, maybe he regressed last year too though. But it's not pretty, is it? Like No, I mean Ideally you would I mean, in a perfect world you wouldn't want any it wouldn't be hard to never have any players on that list. Like Roosters, when's the last time they had a player that would make it to a regression thirteen? Like when's the last time the Storm would have had a player on a reg- regression thirteen? Yeah. Yeah, we just uh decide, we just have a ton of them now. It's real fun. <laughs> um, I don't know if you'll be a fan of this one, but from Aaron J. Rose, he said hot take, Brad Thorne for coach in twenty twenty one. I've heard worse tossed around. Have you? Well, the, um, I'm a Reds guy now anyway, Simo. They're winning now. They're, um, they're, they're, top, they're top of the um, of the new conference, aren't they? The super, what's it called now? Super Rugby Australia, whatever it is. Isn't there like two teams in that though? It's the four Aussie teams at the, at the top of those, I believe. <laughs> right, so we take the Reds coach from Union and we take the Lions CEO from AFL and we'll make the Super Brisbane team. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, let's probably not do that. <laughs> um, I don't think I've heard. Uh, he's just he's. A, I know he played both, but he's a union coach. Oh, the Reds did lose last week, but they they were going okay. They um they were undefeated in the first what three rounds, four rounds, and lost by two last week, which is very much improved for the Reds. We just need to get get Stuart Jew from the Suns. They've won four games this year, so. Better than the Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, Bone Cone one asks if Croft playing, obviously. Yeah. Well, not really, but yeah, he's on the field. <laughs> F1 Guna too. In what areas should Brody Croft focus on in order to give the team some overall improvement? Um, or. Has, he, has he thought of retirement, focusing on that? The uh, the Matt Gillette move. Yeah. No. Um, Manny McPhee asks where Pickles and Alfie is. So where's Pickles at the moment? Like pardon him out of this room. Just even though he's usually pretty quiet where I am, but just he likes to lick his paws after dinner. I didn't want people hearing that <laughs> from the dog for twenty minutes in the background. Well, so I kicked him out before he started. I've got. I've got a dog bed in my office here, but Alfie just hates his dog bed, so he's lying 30 centimetres from his dog bed just on the floor. <laughs> Pickles hates the floor. He will lie on anything like a bed. That's funny. I, I, um, Alfie just lies on the... He just he never lies in his bed. He'll lie anywhere else, usually like as close to you as, you can, as he can get. He, he just loves people, but he's just lying on the floor asleep. No, look, I pre- I, I like his work on the floor asleep. Pickles probably on the floor, on a carpet or something asleep in another room. Alfie's yeah, funny yeah. too. Like he he doesn't sleep like a normal dog. Like if you like say you know a dog standing up, if you just laid him straight down and his legs were mm. sticking straight out, like that's how he sleeps. Like he doesn't curl up and have his feet underneath him or anything. He's just like a sideways dog. 
Yeah, Pickles sometimes sleeps lying on his back with his arms just in the air and just snoring his goddamn mind out. I'm I'm very pro it though. Like, I ain't dissing it. <laughs> I just want to take a photo of him, and he just moved. So if he goes back, of course, that, I'll take a photo of it and tweet it out. <laughs> Dickhead move. Yeah, Alfie. <laughs> Um, regularly wrong says are you commentating the game while recording live stream this no we probably should have figured out a live stream or something but it's a bit of an effort considering also we can't we can't like stream watching the game as well forget me plus once you start doing that that's getting close to like AFC TV um, territory where all those guys sit around in like some empty warehouse 1.5 1.5 meters away from each other, watching Arsenal lose games, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, I've actually what like we're just doing this podcast at the same time, kind of thing. I've actually seen some of those things where they're sitting like weird distance away from each other now, watching their games, and it looks so sad. Just don't yeah. do it. Like, I get you have to do the distance, but it makes it look weird. Um, yeah. Whereas if that if there was like four people sitting on a couch, it wouldn't look as weird. Yeah. Um, it's just weird. Like as, you said, as that is very fucking weird. Well, that's everything I've got now. I'll just refresh these every now and then and see where we end up. But yeah, oh, here we go, Budu. Are you okay? No. Here to talk if you need. Call my mic if it helps. <laughs> oh, call me Mick if it helps. Call you Mick. I don't get that one. No, neither do I. I like me to not get a joke, but. Oh, bro- Seabold did win a game in, in Sydney last year. Point that we won at Pointsford Stadium. Against the Sharks. Danger underscore Angel. I rushed home for this. Thinking about having a car accident on the way home would have been an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go from Vodcard94. Brody Croft spelt backwards is to fork Eeyore Dorb. And that makes as much sense as why Croft keeps getting picked. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I know Seeb seemed to be so tied to him. and But those games like last week are the ones that's like. You st- are we still really doing this? Like, once you realise without him, like, are we still like just accepting this? <laughs> like, it's just what we do. Um, like, yeah, why? It's it's something. Aaron J Rose, why was there so much discussion last week about an improved effort against the Sharks and almost nothing about the Sharks essentially being the Newtown Jets in disguise at the moment? Um, because I don't know why, but I am with you. That was a bit weird how, like, I was happy that we, uh, we scored some points, but we just totally ignored that they were in potentially a worse injury crisis than the Broncos are. <laughs> I think that's just how little everyone expects of this team now, huh? But I love though that, like, I didn't see the press conference, so I don't know what excuses were in this one, but a lot, Seebs goes on a lot about injury crisis and the players we have out, but like... He never talks about the other side. Like he just, as if yeah. he just wants you to assume the other sides are all full strength. Now, mate, the other team, like they, they are. Uh, that was the best team. That that's actually the the form team of the Sharks. Actually, now that's a you know they're on a run, whatever. Yeah. All right. Last week's the first press conference I haven't watched since he's been in charge. So I don't know why I didn't watch it. I just didn't watch it. Thought night FB. Can you just whinge about Croft for the entire second half? F him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably happen, yeah. Just stay tuned. Yeah. 
My God, this fuck. <laughs> this back onto Facebook now from Lockie. How good was that defense in the first two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> it was like that one thing you mentioned about the Sharks game last week. I was actually stunned when we like defended a few sets in our line. Yeah, I think there was one we defended three goal line dropouts in a row. Yeah, and then got a penalty or something. So like, but I I was shocked. I after that happened, I went and downloaded a photo of the the team photo and the brick wall, and was going to do spot the difference if we won. But then we lost, so I couldn't tweet it. Oh, well, next time. Yeah, next time. Got it saved. <laughs> next time we don't concede 30. Yeah. Well, I'm out of questions. Yeah. I'm out of care factor for this fucking team. <laughs> uh, I just... As you said, that Brody Croft stuff playing it, I just, I, I know we haven't got other players, but it's like, can we just not, why would you not at this point just try Tyson Gamble? Uh, like, I'm not a fan of Gamble either, but. I think it's worth a, a gamble. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like, it's, and Scott Prince was a better player, but it was like Scott Prince's last year at Brisbane. Like, oh, Scott Prince is one of the great, greater halves of the last 20 years. I'll start with that. But the last year at Brisbane, when they finally played Ben Hunt over him towards the end of the year, it was like, yeah, what? why would we not do this 10 rounds ago? It was clear he was cooked. And now Brody, there's nothing to be gained from us by playing Brody Croft. Like, just absolutely zero. Um, like... <laughs> What do you see as the way to get rid of Brody Croft? I don't know. I'm really afraid of like the next coach also trying to figure it out because he has got years on his contract. Like he's got another another two years on his deal after this year. How much like I know no one knows for sure, but what's like the rumored figure he's on? Like four hundred and fifty K? I mean it's not too bad to sit him in Q Cup. Like, it's not. Oh, no, I'd cop it. Like, we've got to figure out signing did and two of those. You might things. even, like, another coach out there is going to be dumb enough to have a crack at it. You might be able to move him on for half of that. I do truly believe, though. I do think he, like, I think there is 50 better halves than him in, in the country. I'm talking, like, five eights and sevens in the in New South Wales and Queensland Cup. He is, like... One of the worst halves I've ever seen. Just purely, just how unnaturally he looks with the ball in hand. Hey, like I think any half in the world that is happy to walk towards the line with the ball in hand is better than him. Like, so you've got fifty here, and yeah. you've probably also got thirty over in England as well. Hundred percent, man. And I know, like, there's some players I've said before who are the worst at this or that or whatever. But like, I I truly think Brody. Isn't in the top fifty halves in in this sport, like, and I do think there'll probably be some guys who play union who'd be able to play be better in their first game of playing league than him. Oh my god! See, Bob wants I mean, a response on the side. Apparently, Simo, really. <laughs> most of those blokes that play union, they probably played touch footy growing up as well. Like they'd have half an idea of how to play halfback. Yeah. Well, in Union, it's saying going to the line is rewarded, you know? And we have a guy afraid of going to the line. But that also weird thing, like, not every half has to be the world's best ball runner, and most halves need to go to the line. But if he didn't, you'd at least hope, or maybe at least he can, like, pass the ball around really well, direct the team and kick well or something. 
but it's just absolutely nothing else for an apparent ball running half. I don't know how, like, I still don't understand how he swindled people into thinking he's a first grade footballer. Like, sometimes a player gets a lot of opportunity, but you see it because you see, like, they killed reserve grade or they're like, like, Miranda has, is, it's, you know, family around the club and everything. It made sense why he got opportunity. I don't get it with Brody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, as you said with Miranda, it half makes sense because family. But in the end, like when he starts playing, Bellamy doesn't owe him anything. He's just looking for players that should win him games. So, like, what did the Storm see? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like so the the storm when, when he played at high school union, he couldn't he, again. He everyone if everyone should know this one now, he's a winger for his team. But the fly half for that side can't even crack the red side. The fly half, like he was, he's in the reserves at the Reds. That guy, and that guy kept Brody Croft out of the halves. And yeah, and then the storm. I feel like the storm must have felt they could. Because it Brody Croft, sorry, when Cooper Cronk first went to the Storm, he wasn't a natural halfback either, and he had tools, and they figured him out to be one. Like he played center in some Queensland Cup games, for Christ's sake. I think they might have thought they could have done the same thing with Brody, and they gave him a pretty fair crack at it, but yeah. it didn't work out. I think Cronk has the mental side and the brain yeah. that mightn't have been, you know, apparent straight away as just his physical tool set, but... And like everyone knows what a perfectionist he is and how much he would work at that. Whereas I don't think any other people are doing that. I don't understand how Croft passes, mate. Like how he square his, his shoulders are and how rigid he looks. Like I don't understand how he, he touches a, a rugby ball every day of the week. He touches that ball every day and that's how he handles it. Is there a stat for like how long a player holds the ball? Because... It seems every time he touches it, it's like a step and he's past the ball. Like yeah, every probably figure touch it out. Has is probably is less than a second. Oh, there's Fafita going to score a try. For fuck's sake. Oh, my God. I hate that. Because these are the things, mate, that we go on about how this is why I would have done what all I could, could do to keep him. Just whatever. Just scores a try from a shit ball and beats three guys. Which, again, didn't like much closer to the line than Croft's been in three yeah. years. That's it. The only line Croft wants to be near is probably cocaine, so maybe we should like, <laughs> in white and he can just, like, I don't know. Yeah, this is killer. God damn, Pafita. Oh, and yeah, Seabolt's happy and smiling, mate. We're down 30-10. Well, he also knows he won't be at the club next year, mate, yeah. so <laughs> he's happy for another fellow former Bronco. Fucking hate that. (sighs) 
I just tweeted, yeah, nah, Dave Hafida's individual brilliance isn't worth it. And then Shanta with a great response, he says, how many good, honest toilets can you get for that money, though? <laughs> Mate, we can get so many tries for a million dollars. Well, we can't because we pay them 600K, so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, God. God, I hate this. He's going to love playing outside Tarn and Boyd again. Yeah. Or just anybody to throw the ball at him, as we've seen. Yeah. God. How about that Pangai shit this week? I just, yeah, wrap it up if that happened. Pangai left this offseason for me. Just wrap it up. Yeah. I mean, like, Pangai leaving just seems like the most Broncos areas of in a year and a half time. He's absolutely killing it for someone else. And then all the Facebook fans and, like, other people are like, oh, I always rated the guy and never wanted him to leave. Yeah, so they turn me into Chris Wessling, mate. If they get rid of him and Milford this off season, just just divorce the club. It's just just a fan of the game, not a fan of any team, just a fan of the game. And I'm obviously I'm joking, but I'm not going to actually stop supporting the team. But like, I'd be so out of love if for feeder, sorry, if Pangai and Milford also went this off season. Oh, what was? Oh, what the fuck? That's a good ball, Boyd. That was actually really good. Fair play, boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm guessing you haven't been listening to much around the NFL lately. Um, on and off. I know Wes is sick again, which is, um, you know, not great. Like, to have it reoccur that quickly, it feels like a matter of time for him, unfortunately. I'm not a doctor, but yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not quite that up to date yet, but... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No, oh, it's open. What are you doing? Stags is going to kick it to himself. <laughs> of course he is. Uh, didn't even force a drop out. Of course Stags kicked that for himself. Of course it's a penalty. Um, but yeah, so I, where I'm up to is after day one of the draft, I think, right now. So obviously Bengals took Joe Burrow. And so they were just talking about Joe Burrow a bit on one of their podcasts, and they're like, he's like, for the first time he can ever remember, is like, it's kind of cool to be a Bengals fan. Like, just what he brings is like, he looks like a leader. He's got charisma. Like, they have a, a quarterback that's got charisma for the first time since Boomer Esaias, and like, someone that's just got swagger yeah. is just walking around smoking his cigars, and a guy that is a winner. And he's like, just that just changes your franchise so much. Just off, like, not having a red-headed, boring, monotonous, zero-charisma quarterback. It really does, man. Like, and I, I saw, um, I saw one of the videos of him. Like, obviously, workout videos are a dime a dozen in the NFL. But just as you said, I saw him just in there. They walked in, looked like he ran the joint, and just darting balls to AJ Green. Yeah, and I was like, oh wow, okay, this guy's kind of like the man there already. Being there for like one day and he's like the man. 
Yeah, and then he said, like, obviously you've got Tyler Boyd is a pretty good receiver. You've got AJ Green for a year. T Higgins seems to be like a pretty similar to AJ Green kind of comp. As you know, so you got AJ for a year and then T Higgins after that. Like, yeah, he said, like, it could definitely be one of those teams. And you see these every now and then where they go from like two and fourteen one year to like ten and six the next year. Like, and especially like, well, Bengals had heaps of their O line just injured. So you can see how you get them back. Like I don't think we've even had our first our first round pick didn't play last year. Like you can definitely get mm. there's players there to improve. Yeah, and um, with I know like in, not every there's no position comparable in rugby league to quarterback in NFL. I know often media types will try and do it, but it's one of those positions as you mentioned. Like you know there can be great players in many sports that that aren't leaders. But it is like impossible to be a great quarterback if you aren't one because you are like again you you have to lead that offense every time you have the ball, and you'll be the focal point of that team whether you like it or not. Or when off off the field, like if you lose, you're the guy in the media everyone's talking about. You know, you so you essentially lead the whole franchise whether you like it or not. And um, Andy Dalton had some really good statistical years, but when you guys were down, it was it's so easy to not like him, hey, because he doesn't hasn't got any of that. Yeah, he's there's no swagger to him. He's just. He just is what he is. And, like, obviously I think the thing that kind of sums up him is, like, he's just he's like a chameleon is that he just is what his surroundings are. If you've got a good team around him, he can play to that level and he'll yeah. be a great quarterback, as we saw in 2015. Like, that was an amazing side and he played amazing and was at an MVP level like legitimately before he got injured, which looking back now is just a crazy thought. But... When there's a bad side like last year, he's not that player, and he's not he's not helping. Like he's just he's a bad quarterback in a bad side. He's a great quarterback in a great side. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. And then, but yeah, once it's going poorly, like you can ha- you can be a losing team, and your quarterback can still have swagger, and you can still be confident. Oh my god, don't let the trail do this. Oh my god, Darius Boyd got in the front in front of him. <laughs> On your dubs, <laughs> he got flattened, but he did it. God, yeah. I mean, like you look at, um, like Aaron Rodgers in a bad year. Oh my year. god! We'll get back to this. <laughs> yeah, a guy that beat like seven players. Stags is terrible D again, but he beat Fafita as well. Don't let him. Mike Nichols, oh. don't let him. No, oh my God. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought he was going through lodging ass again. Shepard. Oh, my God, Brody Croft. Oh. Maybe we should do this live just so people can actually see us yelling at them. But I, I, don't, I don't want to turn into a live streaming of games thing. Do I? Uh. Uh. Shithouse kick. Yep. Okay, back to what you were saying. Um, yeah, so like, well, I forget what year it was, but there was one year Packers were pretty ordinary. Yeah. But like Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. And he comes in and he's like, we're going to run the table and we're going to make playoffs. And he's like, he's just got that confidence and like the swagger to him. And then Packers did. They came out and like, I'm pretty sure, maybe there was one they dropped. I can't remember. They won almost all the games at the end of the season, made the playoffs. And it's like, Andy Dalton's not doing that. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Yeah, but Joe Burrow is going to be sick there. What year's won the table? There we go. 2016, 17. Is that when he was, yeah. That year. We went 10 and 6, but how do we start? Let's have a look here. I thought it might have been 17, 18 from memory, I, uh, but I'm not sure. Yeah. There we go. That's 2016. That's it. And then where's the... But well, we finished 10 and 6, which is, you know, not a bad record at all. But uh, where, where's the win-losses column? I'm trying to see how, what the actual record was at that point. 2016 Packers season. Good old Google. But it's unfortunate that he also saved old mate Mike McCarthy's job doing that. But um, one of my favourite moments though from Dalton was the um, I think it was like two years ago now was the uh, ending the Ravens season on the last day of this last game of the year, and then Bills getting them in the playoffs. It was just like a great day. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was it. They went. We what were we won the last six in a row. But they were against good teams too, though. Like when people rolled, ruled us out. We lost four in a row. We lost to some shite sides. And then we went and beat the Eagles, who were, who were good at the time. Texans, who were good. Seahawks, Bears, Vikings, and Lions ran the table. And then we um, got absolutely smoked by the Falcons on the way to the uh, Super Bowl. But we did <laughs> win those first two playoffs games. And that was that, that game against the Cowboys. One of the last truly great uh, Aaron Rodgers games. I remember that Where one. he had that. Yeah, you had that throw when you know, like we we were down with seconds to go or minute or whatever to go, and uh, that Snapchat of the guy in the stands wearing a Packers jersey and like Cowboys fans everywhere. Yeah, and he's he's yeah. like they're celebrating with a minute thirteen to go, <laughs> and he's like yeah. just big grin on his face, and it's like, man, imagine having confidence in your quarterback like that. It's not yeah, yeah. me. I remember having that. Not there so much anymore, but yeah. Anyway, a lot of NFL chat, but that's it. That position's uncomparable to any other sport. It's even uncomparable to like guys like LeBron and stuff in basketball because you can share the load. The quarterback at NFL is like the guy. You're touching the ball every single play. And often, like, yeah. if you're Rodgers, you'll often make it, like, choosing what plays to run. Like, you know, yeah, if you're Jared, Your brain is active every possession, every yeah. touch. Oh, my God. Oh, it was nice talking about something else. No, yeah, it was. Uh. We're only down 12. It certainly feels like more than 12. It feels like, you know, we are getting pounded. Yeah, I mean, I know it's not that big, but it doesn't, it seems like it's safe for South. Like, I don't feel us threatening this game. Yeah. God. Now you're 130 to 12 in the final 20 minutes of games. There we go. Great bench rotation. I got it. Th- well, he, pl- he hasn't played T.O. or Luke yet. That's weird. 
question here from Sean is, oh, not question, more a statement. Classic Boyd falling over for no reason. At least he hasn't been falling on his ass catching the ball yet. <laughs> uh, oh, I used to hate that when he'd like, catch the ball and fall to his ass and just sit down there. It was only good in, like when he was diffusing, you know, what a good kick diffuser near the goal line. But, you know, he used to do it like bombs like 10 metres out. What are you doing? <laughs> uh. Uh-oh. Oh, gee. Oh, my God. Oh. I don't think he... Surely he didn't get it no, first. He didn't get there. It's George Burgess. Torrid Burgess, sorry. I still can't tell them apart unless it's Sam. Yeah. Here we go. God, if we, get, if we let Tom Burgess actually score a try, what's going on? Surely not. He's I can't see drop. shit. Well, he the ref's right there. It. Yeah. He's trying to get Stags to go come across. Mate, Burgess, he get there for... Oh. That's a knock-on. He dropped that. He dropped that. There's no control. No, but watch. You watch at full speed, did the gas, and you can see it leave the hands. Go away there? Yeah. Where, what? Yeah. There we go. I mean, that's the most obvious one of the game. Yeah, Burgess, but it's, it's Tom Burgess. Ball. Like. He's the guy who dropped the ball when he crashed over for a hit-up the other week. And then he got <laughs> mad on TV the next day and said he scored. I was like, mate, you bet we all saw it. It came out of your hands, it hit the ground, and then you touched it again. My favourite is when a bird just drops it in a hit-up in the middle of the field and then gets up and makes the captain challenge it. Oh, my God. Isn't that the best? Like, what would you, Why would you ever let him tell him? Thank God Sam Burgess retired before that for, for South. <laughs> it would have been like Shane Watson classic. Yes. Well, he was the captain too. No one could stop him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fuck off a feeder. I can't believe Tom Burgess has scored 10 career tries. (laughs) I'm shocked. Must have been untouched, some of them or something. Oh, that was bad, dude. Knock on? (sighs) Who knocked it on? Oh, there you go. That that pass there to the coach is like that time Denon Kemp kicked it. Yeah. (laughs) It was just an accident. Yeah. I haven't seen it. People are now saying, do you know where um, where Boyd was on that play? And yeah, I want to see that again now, where Boyd was on the defensive play. The Burgess one? Yeah. 
probably middle of nowhere. There's no way he was running in front of Burgess to ground it. He was way over to the side, like the, our left side. Yeah, of course he was. Ah, uh, new stags. <sighs> He's having a stinker, by the way, stags. Yeah. Again, I'm not a stags hat. I like stags. <laughs> Probably why I'm harsh on him too, though. That like when he does dumb shit, but this is—he's had a dumb game tonight. So Darius is to the left of the markers on that the last <laughs> tackle. It's last tackle. And so he's in the line, but to the left of the markers, so towards the sideline, the short side. And then yeah. they spread the ball to the left. And that's what the commentator said. They said, you've got to go to the left. Yeah, because there's no fallback there. Like, oh, man. <laughs> I love our fullback. So do I. There we go, penalty. Oh, now there's Brody. Yeah, here we go. He's pumped up now. <laughs> well, I think it, was, it might have been Danger Angel before the game. Sorry, it was someone else. But he was like, I want to see TPJ bully Matty John's kid. And then Matty John's complaining about it on his, all his TV shows. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. No, no, Like, he wants to see that happen. Oh, I thought you were saying it happened. I was like, what? I thought you said he complained about the tweet for a second. I was like, Jesus. No, no, no. But yes. Yeah, I want to see TV. I'd love to see this guy. <laughs> yeah, hit him late and have his dad, him and his bloody uncle whinging about how this got to get out of the game. Oh, there's Teo. Isaac Moses got him over here too. I'm I'm surprised he's still in the 17. Tio, I was happy for the signing to have an adult there, but he's not exactly that good <laughs> anymore. No, but we didn't think he was going to be that either. No. So you just said, by the way, before that, Brody calls a play, and again he just it goes to him and he just passes the ball before going to the line, and he's so slow. Hey, he takes like baby steps. Every God, every bad. time he touches the ball is either a pass instantly or a kick. And it's like he doesn't know if he's going to do a chip and chase, a distance kick, or a bomb, and he just does a, like an amalgamation of all three. Yeah. Goes 30 metres downfield, has no height on it. Uh, here we go. There's Michael Ennis winning at refereeing, saying it must be very frustrating for the fans, some of these calls. It's like it's almost as if one referee hasn't made them better. They're the same. The same as they always were. Oh, yeah, he probably wanted that to not go out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just he reminds me Croft does sometimes of like you know when you ask a kid like to hold on to something and don't drop it, yeah. they get tightened up and nervous when he holds something. When he gets the ball, oh shit, I've got the ball. <laughs> don't fuck up. You know? My um, my dad fam- famous story because he always likes telling. He had um, 
He's when he's growing up, they had a lot of animals at the house. Like they had an echidna, they had kangaroos, they had whatever, all kinds of animals, turtles, everything. And anyway, one day his dad was his dad was doing something with a with a budgie. And he and he said and he gave it to my, my dad as a, a young fellow and he said, Okay, mate, Ian, my dad's called said, Don't you know, don't let go of this one, you know? It's important. And yeah, dad ch- choked the fucking thing to death. <laughs> just wrung its neck, held it like a kid would hold it, and just choked it to death. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, it was it. And yeah, obviously his dad lost his mind. He's like, well, oh, but dad, you, you told me to, you know, oh not let God. squeeze it, don't let go. <laughs> so apparently he was making noise in his hands too, and he's just like, that's Brody Croft with the ball in his head. Panicking. A budgie choker. <laughs> the old budgie choker. <laughs> We're so average that we get raps for just... They said Broncos did well on that set. We just get rap for completing a set... <laughs> <laughs> kicking it now. That's what we do. It's like when they when they'd be like, you know, could Ohio State beat the Browns? Yeah. And of course they never could, but it's like where Ohio State in this situation. Like, <laughs> oh, we, they're so brave. Yeah, we get we get like oh yeah, you guys did a great job, like top work. Good effort. Like <laughs> mm. oh they tried so hard. <sighs> they killed me. Oh, there's Darbs returning a kick. That's the first time in two years. He's run back at the line. <laughs> uh. God, 330 games to Darius. Remember talking about how we were like, maybe they'll drop him after 300? Yeah. Uh, wishful thinking. Okay. Fafita. He's a bit of a muggler, mate. Caring more about his own wins now. He ran over Gagai, so he's still jawing at Gagai. It's like, mate, uh, you're down by 12. Maybe try and win this game. Yeah, um, how many games left? In it? Well, there's around 13, so we've got seven yeah. games left. Yeah. You don't think Darius wants 350? No, God, I hope not. <laughs> On that, though, he probably... Like, when he says he's going to retire, is that then, like... Does that get finalised with the Broncos kind of thing and then they know they've got no. extra salary cap or he just makes a call at the end of the year? They'll be working on it like that, but, it, it, you know, he can unretire. You know, he's, he's entitled to that contract, so. Yeah, I guess you, you just leave you in a tough situation if he says he's going to retire. You spend the money and then he's like, I'm unretiring. Like, what do you do to him? <laughs> oh, there we go. He's a try. Oh, and you didn't. So Dean and other Haas now? Well, he's trying hard. He's doing what he can. <laughs> Mate, he's done really well, Dean. Again, he doesn't hasn't got outpaced by Gagai. We're so gonna have to pay him like a million a year, aren't we, Dearden? But like just they haven't resigned him yet, because of course I fucking haven't. And we're not getting any cheapies out of him. He's going to play too well at the end of this season, and they're going to re-sign him for too much. You can just see it being like probably not a million, but like 800, 850. Like, 
Yeah. Where at the time they're like, oh yeah, that's that's not bad. But like again, that's like a lot of the players. You, you're paying him there what you want him to become. Yeah, and it's like we sh- instead of getting again for cheap on the long term, we don't get any of the cheap years of our young players. It's the whole point of going young is getting cheap production out of them and we're not going to I just had that feeling like he was talking unsettled earlier in the year there's all those rumours about the storm it's like yeah we're going to have to pay him to keep him here because he'd resi- have resigned already if they, if they could get him to resign cheap you know oh my god that's so soft the Brisbane Josh King's right here he might, might have dropped this one Brody and Pangai too, though. No, that's a try. Damn, he actually scored. Oh, oh, fuck you, Brody. Brody looks like he's trying hard. Fucking hell. Who's yelling in the background of your house? God, they've taken Ben Teo off already. Um, Alfie was scratching the door, Sam, when when oh, yeah. got him out of the room. But he, I guess he's being annoying out there. Good seven-minute stint from Ben Teo. No, ten-minute stint. Good on him. Twelve minutes and thirty-four seconds to go, Mitch. And then we can get off it. Yeah. Also, I think we need a new intro because you, I was thinking about this the other day. You was like, "G'day, Broncos fans!" But there's so many yeah. non-Broncos fans that listen now. I think we've got to go with like, "Hello, football fans." Well, I already butchered the intro almost every time we do this now. It's <laughs> kind of my thing. Hello, Broncos fans, and also general rugby league fans. <laughs> Uh, I know your first go tonight was Hello Broncos fan and like it could have been predictive of one person's going to listen to this but yeah, yeah. Oh, just got a Hello just got a DM and Butsy don't think Brody Croft will be playing in the NRL this time next year think he's Jackson Hastings take two that's offensive of Jackson Jackson Hastings yeah. Hastings a way better player yeah Yeah, he's got nothing, Brody. And yes, hello, uh, Butsy. And hey, there's some other fans to listen now too. I know there's some other fans of other fan bases to listen. <laughs> there's at least like, hey, we get tweets every other week now, like, hey, you just started listening to your show. Like, <laughs> like, I've gone back and listened to all the episodes this season. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And they're fans from other teams. I know. And then some of them also like aren't just here for the depression, like, I saw one from Shano where he, he was like, oh, yeah, I went back and listened to the 2006 grand final game. And I was like, yeah. We're happy then. What do you listen to that one for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think we've probably got seen more non-Broncos fans than Broncos fans. 
Yeah, Carrigan on the penalty. Yeah, I, we had that period. I remember a couple of years ago. We don't get that as often. We don't get the big swings of listeners like we used to get in terms of like when we were good and we lost. We some weeks we could double listeners, but we definitely have more like consistent listeners that are other fan bases now. Hey, yeah, I think I remember one we looked at. We lost to the Warriors, and I think it might have been also around. This would have been in sixteen, I think, or maybe seventeen. I think there was also yeah. something overseas. It might have been around about NBA Finals time, and I said so the Warriors' name in the the episode title. Like, but listeners just spiked like ten times for that one episode. And um, but yeah, that was that was one of those bad losses. And then you know, it was. a lot of people tuned into that one. And then we lost lost to the Titans a couple of years ago. We got a big spike in that week because that was our first like really bad loss. And then that Knights loss as well. The first of many nights losses now. I remember when, and I never thought we would have run out of these, but we used to put like a depressing song as the outro. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we'll never run out of these. There'll always be another, like we would have been on repeats like the third time over at this point. Yeah. yeah I mean, it- you can play Hello Darkness, my old friend. Exactly. And play like uh, Bring Me to Life by Evanescence as we need tonight, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Something I could sit in the shower and cry to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't let him do it again. I know. Oh, my God. Oh I, I thought he was going to score. Oh, Carrigan's off. Is Teo going for a second stint? Super sub. No, who's coming on? I don't know. Now, Flegler's back since the 25th minute or something. Oh, God. Yeah, go on. What? Yeah, I can't, like, 
with one ref, he rule a knock on and then change his mind to a penalty. Like there's one ref. I don't know. <laughs> He's got the call from the from himself. What the fuck? And because he changed so fast, yeah. like, he didn't have time to get a call from a toucher. He just. No. I don't know. I don't even really care, but yeah, how could that happen? Like, it's understandable when with two refs, someone would be like, I think that's a knock-on, and then the other ref would be like, no, I saw that be stripped, you know, like, that makes sense. Good old Dearden. There's wrapping Dearden at least Ennis is, and he has been all right. Been quite good, but. God, Croft, you know, he moved him out to, to six to free him up as a runner. Three runs. Look at him go. I love it. I love it, Gary. Yeah, what, what a player. Oh, uh, Souser back in there, eight. Who do we got next week? I've not looked. Oh, I was looking at this earlier. Why have I forgotten this? Is it Dragons? Let me have a look here. No, no, Parra got it. No, no. We got- oh, we got the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Saturday. Down in Canberra. The Dragons the week after. Can't wait to see Corey Norman kick a field goal on us. Good. That's it. It's supposed to be my... The Bucks aren't not happening. We're still having like a few drinks and that's, yeah. I get to, get to watch that with a Raiders fan. Get to, that's going to be great. Get to watch it with Campo and yeah. Just really and, and, enjoy your night. And no, no, no like, you know, me and Campo are great mates. One of my best mates on this, on the on the face of uh, God's flat earth. But uh, like he... He's too genuine, nice to a bloke that he'll say sorry to me during the game and I want to punch his fucking teeth in. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be oh, like, oh, sorry, mate, but not, not, but in a genuine way, not like in a sarcastic way and I want to punch his face in. He's like the only person I know that I don't care that he supports the Patriots because he's not a racist dickhead like the rest of them I hate, but I don't know. I don't mind if he supports a winner. <laughs> yeah. Neither, but it's just when he says, oh, I'm so sorry for that, mate. Like, oh, fuck. I, I, I might have to punch him next week. Can't have any glass schooners at the pub. Did that land on his head? Because Brody's just standing there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's just standing there. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Someone like come get their son. Oh. 
There you go, whatever. I'm surprised the NRL has the nuance to be able to, like, say they were successful with the challenge, but they don't get the ball. Like, I, I just would have thought we'd be like, oh, if the, if the possession stays the same, they lose the challenge. Well, that's, uh, I do find the weird thing how, like, they've got the challenge right but because they lost the ball. As you said, yeah, it's like they lose the challenge, though. Like, No, they kept the challenge. The challenge is, didn't they lose it? I think they kept it. Oh, weird. But, uh... Um, I just went back 15. We'll have a look. Because I know we got one right earlier in the year and they took it off us. It was right, but we yeah. still lost the ball. No, I, they must have improved because they've kept the challenge yeah. now. So which, which is was what you're supposed to, yeah. Yeah, because obviously the on-field call was wrong. Yeah. No, here's Darius. He's stepping up now, playing some seven. Getting involved. Poor Tom did it. Just go to the storm, mate. They want you. Oh, God, the wrapping gag eye for containing Katoni Staggs. Ennis is. Yeah, he put the clamps on him, did he? <laughs> God, Simo, we have in so we have the Roosters in two weeks. So three weeks. So they can be fit by then. Then we have this fucking Panthers team. Are we gonna win another are we gonna win another game the rest of the year? The Titans I remember when and the Cowboys. When it was the five and five thing, the ultimatum. Yeah. There were five we that set we weren't gonna win. And then yeah. a few that were maybe. So we've got what? Dragons. Then we've got Roosters. Roosters we're losing. Panthers we're losing. Oh, Thursday night. Can't wait to just ruin my weekend with the Thursday night game. Yeah. Have forty put on us by the Panthers. More actually. We could we could win that one. Yeah. Titans. Eels and then we're not beating them. Cowboys, I, again, like I don't really care what the form is, and well, they're bad side too. We could like that game. Can, that's a coin flip. Titans game's a coin flip. Cowboys. No. Oh my God. So yeah. yeah, Raiders, Raiders, Dragons, Roosters, Panthers. Titans. Spoon is 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 a reality. Yeah, it is. Like it's so cl- but also can the Bulldogs like are they gonna win two games? If we get one win here somewhere, are they gonna win two games? They got okay, so Storm tomorrow. Tigers. Uh they're gonna be Tigers. Warriors, Titans. Oh gee. Okay, Warriors. They they have a chance of doing it. And and Manly are kind of a bit cooked now too. They have Manly like we have South, so I'm not it's saying great. they're gonna like South aren't that great. But yeah, South are normally one of those teams like they beat the teams worse than them and they lose to the teams better than them. Yeah, that's kind of just kind of what Souths are. I'm saying I'm more confident in the Dogs winning two of those games than I am us. 
What's a, why is that a penalty, by the way? But whatever, that matters. Like they matter at this point. Seal the game up, Reynolds. Good tweet from Benny DTD right now, by the way. Don't tell me Boyd plays well just because he has a couple of good tip-ons. Every time the Rabbits are close to our goal line, he sits himself either at marker or on the opposite side to where the ball is going. It's on purpose so he avoids the contact contest. It's disgusting. Good yep. tweet. Knows his stuff, Benny. That's why we got him on. He does. Knows his footy, and that's exactly why. Same things as last year, by the way, how he all of a sudden started seeing Darius and marker on all these tries. Just coward. Yeah. God, I forget. I forgot Joe O played tonight. I'm zoomed in on him. Well, this game's done anyway, so I guess we can head off whenever. <laughs> That's the most enthusiastic outro we've had. <laughs> See you, <ya>, fellas. <laughs> yeah. oh. God. Well, we've had some guests. Now we've done this. I don't know what we can do now to change it up because I'm sick of the normal way. Normal episodes. So. Yeah, we none of us want to do those anymore either. So, yeah. So it was a penalty for a second effort on Lodge. He didn't do a, it. Wasn't a second effort. Fucking Vafita. He still doesn't look as sad as the rest of him because he knows he's not going to be there next year. Hey, the prick. I like. It. I'd be happy with that too. Knowing you're not going to be in this club. Yeah. Oh, the classic 20-meter dropout. <sighs> this odd question about Union, but you know how they do the 22-meter dropout? Because mm. in that, though, you're allowed to just kick, like, drop kick it a millimeter and pick it up, aren't you? Yeah. Why don't more people do that? They try, but it's very quick. Often the team, other team sets to being right there. Okay. Like there's someone who blocks it the the twenty that happening at the twenty two. I I just remember playing like rugby two thousand two with Stephen mm. Larkham on the front cover, um, and like no one no, no opposition players were ever there, and you could just do it and regather the ball. And of course, also like rugby in real life is more a game of position on the field than possession of the ball. Yeah, because um, you it's better to to pound it downfield. Yeah, whereas in a computer game, like it's more just if you have the ball, you're going to score tries. Like, yeah. So I would used to do that. God, Haas had 238 meters off 19 runs, by the way. But yeah, you're talking about those old games, man. I was going through, um, been going through stuff in the garage here in my mum's to clear it out. And I found, like, you know, my old boxes of PlayStation 1, 2, and 3 games. You forget that at one point, there was like three years in a row, they, they released a rugby union game every year. Well, EA Sports, when they had it, they used to release yearly up until like yeah. 2006, I think, maybe. Yeah, I, I have like 04, 05, 06 or something like that. Down I there, used to love um, the play I always used to run. is on Rugby League Live 1, but if you ran diagonal off the scrum, like mm. you feed it, get to the back, and then run diagonal to the open side, the defense just couldn't tackle that person. So I was used to find yeah. whoever was the fastest, usually Billy Slater, because... I'd get him to the Broncos and just play him at halfback so that he would be feeding the scrum and then be, he's like running diagonal off the scrum. And then once you pass the line, you straighten up and you're away. Like scored so many tries off that. 
Yeah, man. Well, like those games, like the old rugby league games, are all garbage. Even though we all played heaps of them, they're so bad. But those yeah, rugby games are kind of okay. Yeah, and they changed the developer at one point. They got garbage. The first, first like rugby challenge, whatever it's called, I forget what they like. Jonah Loma Rugby was made by the guys who make that rugby challenge game, which is garbage now. But the first one of that, when they had no licenses, was like an arcade version, pretty good. Yeah, I um, I mean, well, as far as sports games, NBA Jam, NBA Hang Time is always one of my favourites. Just two on two basketball, it's good fun. Well, mate, well, NFL is going to be a version of that coming back this year, be it straight or similar. Are they? I've not heard that, but I'm keen yeah. for that. They've allowed the guys from 2K to make an NFL game that's not a simulation style. So, you know, that means it's going to, they had the license. So it means they're going to either do like a, a you know, a, um, a NFL Street again or NFL Playgrounds or something. And I loved NFL Street when I was younger because, like, when I played Madden with friends as a teenager, I always murdered them. Because like when you're good at Madden, it's a gap, right? Yeah. There's a lot of in the Madden. Yeah, but NFL Street, you can pick it up. And I know you, I, I still beat my friends most of the time, but they can play against me and still have fun against someone much better than them. Well, that's, that's what was good about NBA Hang Time and NBA Jam. It's like there wasn't a whole heap to it. It's two on two and you just... Even like to shoot, there's no timing. You just press the button to shoot. Whereas... NBA Playgrounds, which was obviously a similar version but made later, is like you've got to time every shot. Your stats matter as far as shooting goes a lot more like and all of that. And then it, it's so much more like simulation, not arcade. In- yeah, is that because I uh, smashed you that first time I played Simo? Is that why you're talking about that? No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't even remember you smashing. I remember we played it for like four minutes and then didn't like it. We played NFL Blitz all night. Yeah, yeah, that NFL Blitz. It that's the great. Like, I'd love a arcade version game like that again. Perfect example of what we're talking about. How like a game you just pick up, and again, you can be worse than the person you're playing, and it doesn't matter. You can beat them. I mean, it also doesn't matter when you're doing shots of rum for like into the wee hours in the morning. Like, nothing really matters games, at that point. I know there's like Harvey G on Twitter. You know, people on the pod might follow him. Sorry, listen, to the pod might follow him, but he often. Bitches about sometimes people will tweet about, oh, this gang's the most realistic ever. It's got this feature, whatever, whatever. And then Harvey will quote tweet it and go, yeah, but is it fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's some games, modern games, that have forgotten the part of like, you're supposed to just be really fun first. I like, I always thought I would have wanted more and more games to just be realistic. Like, but the game, and like, I guess I've played games where I realized this wasn't the case, but the one that I like really realized it was Red Dead 2. I don't know. Did you play that? Yes. I loved it though. But so that was the game I realized I don't want realism in my games because you'd everywhere was walking around slowly. Like you got to skin an animal, then you watch a cutscene that takes like 30 seconds. Like every, like it's, yeah, it's, it's the most realistic game you'll ever play. But like at some point I just, I don't want to walk around my camp. Like, yeah, I want to move. Oh, I hated that, by the way. Camp walking around was still shit. Yeah. You couldn't even run in your own camp. I want to sprint. I want to move at game speed, which is sprinting around my camp. Like, I don't, I'm not walking everywhere, you know? Like, and then, well, I gave up because one time I, like, my character got drunk and then ended up on the opposite side of the map and my horse was way too far away. And I was like, I'm not walking 15 minutes to get my horse. So I just uninstalled the game and took it back to EB Games and was like, give me my money back. I don't want to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and I've done it with two games I've done. I've taken back to EB that they were just absolutely shocked. I took back was Red Dead Two, and then The Last for Us One, Last of Us One. 
and like I took it back, and they're like, "Are you serious?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's a, it's a terrible game." And like everywhere is giving this tens. So I was like, "Yeah, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> Give me my money back." <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, yeah. like. I just want to play games that are fun or like playing with people is also a lot of fun, like multiplayer games, you know, just, I think more and more, I've, there's been a few things I've just kind of cut out of my life recently because if your hobbies and you, it's your spare time, I, I want that yeah. to be fun. And at, at some point you're like, if I'm not having fun with this, why are we doing it? Yeah. Like that's, I, I, know, I do like some realistic games you mentioned here, like Red Dead I enjoy, but, to like a realistic game, you have to be really absorbed in the, everything around it. You know, the, the storyline, everything. If the story isn't good, realistic games suck balls. But even then, as you said, it's not exactly like picking up Red Dead is like a sit down and have fun within five minutes experience. Nah. You know? And that... um, And, you know, those games like that with Red Dead, as you said, the walking in camp pissed me off the entire way. Like, it's just so slow. How was it not patched over? I don't know. Fuck that bit of realism, man. Why can't I run in my camp? Why? I can run everywhere else, but I can't, can't run in my camp. But it used to annoy the shit out of me because you'd get to your camp, and then when you get old, when, later in the game when they're really big, to go to go to sleep, you like walk for like three minutes. <laughs> like, See, I never sleep. got that far into the game. I got probably a few quests into when you moved out of the snow area into near Valentine or whatever it was. Yeah. So I, I didn't get that far into that. But also, like, I think this is also one of the things that annoyed me. Well, my favorite games is anything from FromSoft. So you got Dark Souls 1 to 3, Bloodborne. And the controls in that are so responsive and so tight. And, mm. like, they, they just make sense to me, I guess, as someone that's played that much. Whereas the controls in this, and I've been told this is more just a um, Rockstar issue than Red Dead 2, but, like, the controls I just felt were so clunky and slow. And then like I went to, I, I tracked down this like vendor in the middle of the forest that sells like bear pelt helmets or something. And I walk up there, I talk to him and then I just shot him straight in the face because I pressed the wrong button. And then like, it yeah. just happened to be a passerby just like standing there watching. So then he was like a witness to my crime. So then I had to chase him down and shoot him. And then two people saw that. And like, then you got a wanted bounty for like a million dollars and you're like, I just don't want to play this game. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to keep doing that. I agree with those parts; they're annoying too. But I did love that game in in, in the long run. Like um, the Rockstar clunky controls is a hundred percent real, as you said it in all their games, and even like wait, like when you when it was clunky on like GTA three, other games are still clunky. So that that's true. I was shocked with that when I um, played Red Dead two at the start, like how clunky it is. How like all of a sudden you feel like your horse is just like you're out of control, like it'll just. You know, kind of like going through, if running through a forest is like impossible sometimes. Yeah, I think part of it too is they want it to look realistic. Like if you're not playing it, it looks so like you press left on your character and he takes like a couple of steps and then starts turning left. Whereas in another game, like if you're playing, say, Bloodborne, you press left on your character, the next frame your character is diving left, like hard left, you know, and like it's just obviously it's like for a Bloodborne type game, you need that responsiveness and that frame perfect control because that's the boss fights you're playing. Like it's a, it's a very different game, but I just, I just like my controllers that responsive. Yeah. Red Dead is an easy game. Yeah. Very easy. It's just a long story and a long slog, but yeah, Bloodborne is a, 
Yeah, these are very different. I'm, have you played Last of Us 2 yet? Nah, I'm not going to touch that game. Yeah. I, I'm not going to touch uh, that movie. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I, I'm, about, I'm into it about two, three hours into it. But I'm already like, okay, story, let's go faster. I don't know, because like, this is one of these things, these people, like, uh, you've already done the story once, you know, they're, like, I don't need to let it build. So come on, let's just, let's, let's go. Come on, let's go. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I ended up playing Last of, Last of Us 2, uh, Last of Us 1, way, way later when I got it for, like, five bucks. And it was an okay story, but it's nothing I'm super hyped on. Yeah. Nah, fair enough, mate. Anyway, let's, let's wrap this up because uh, we've just talked about video games. We're more passionate into the video game chat than we are the Broncos should've, chat. Maybe that'll be the next podcast. Three hours ago because it would have been a better podcast. It should have been. Well, maybe we should. Uh, that, that'll be our next one. We'll get a guest next on for video guest, games. Next can come on. We'll talk video games for an hour and a half. And argue about movies as well. Okay, anyway, I'm out here, Simo. See you later, guys. Yeah, see ya. On a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns.